0: The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Bet $50 at Winbet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with Winbet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. To claim your free bets today, we're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN. And they're offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server. The perfect place to interact and sweat your bets with the entire SGP and crew. Just go to sportsgambonpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everybody, to... The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, my name is Malcolm Bamford. I am in Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Sunday, July the 24th. Uh, and we are here to handicap the full slate of games for Monday, July the 25th.
1: Uh, joining me tonight to handicap that slate is Mr. Noah Bennett. Noah, how are you doing? How you doing, Malcolm? Doing all right. I didn't watch too many baseball games, and I have a little bit of sniffles. So my voice is a little bit deeper today, but uh, um, I guess most of the time I'm excited for these Sunday night, Monday morning podcasts just to talk about the weekend's games. But unfortunately, I didn't really watch too much. I had a I was in a golf tournament Saturday and then uh, Sunday driving home from that, so didn't really get to see much. Um, but ready to handicap this Monday Monday slate. It's actually bigger than normal. So we got twelve games. Let's go. Did you see you were at a golf
0: tournament or you were in a golf tournament?
1: In and, and the next in. weekend I might be at the Rocket Mortgage Rocket Okay. Mortgage Classic comes here. So
0: tell tell right, tell me all about your how you performed. Tell the people. Okay.
1: Come on. I shot an 84, so I didn't make the cut. It wasn't good, wasn't bad. It was like a normal day for me, so like low 80s. So, um, Man,
0: 84 is
1: quality. I've shot one 88 in my
0: life. I'm one, <laughs> one, one below 90. I remember oh. still remember it vividly. That's it because it was my only sub 90 round. Uh, one little 88. So, yeah. If you give me, if you give me maybe ten shots Noah, uh, I might be able to give you a competitive. Yeah, we're competitive. A competitive round on 10 <laughs> shots. Yeah, ah, uh, Good times. Yeah, I've watched quite a lot of baseball tonight. I've had a bit of a lazy Sunday. Uh, our uh, game away at Durham was called off, the Newcastle Night Talks. Uh, so I've watched quite a lot of games. Um, a few weird ones, really. I watched um, Ian Anderson. I put him in the sea earlier in the season. I then briefly got him back out the sea. But he can get back in the sea and stay there now. I'm now re- not retrieving him from the sea anymore. He's just an absolute whip machine. like. And I knew this before the game started tonight. And then with like five hits in the first innings, five runs in the first innings, it's just hit after hit after hit after hit. Like he's got the highest walk rate, I th- um, highest number of walks, sorry, um, in the league. Um yeah, and somehow his whip's only about one fifty odd when honestly, it looks like he lets five uh, base runners per year. Um and the Angels stuffed the Braves tonight. I think the Braves will be disappointed with that because they picked up um, a little bit of momentum and the New York Mets have just faltered a bit over the weekend against the Padres. And then the Braves doing an absolute shocker tonight. Um so yeah, I've, got, I've quite enjoyed some of the some of the baseball tonight. But um yeah, we've got a We've got a twelve-game card for um, Monday. I'm um, actually—I tell you what—we were going to do. We're just going to have a little. Uh, we haven't had a chat since our Friday podcast, which handicapped the Saturday games. And we got the Baltimore Orioles over the line at plus two hundred and five. Noah, big flex. Garrett Cole beating the best team in baseball. Baltimore took them down And over a two-to-one winner. You don't get many of them uh, on the money line in baseball, so I was delighted with that one. Noah's Wi-Fi is dipping in there. I can tell he's in his. Uh, I can tell he's in his basement. And then I'm we had some. Uh, What's going he's on? He's back. What's Sorry. Uh, yeah. So that was a nice little win. Um, yeah.
1: At, at plus two or five. Go on, mate. Any, any strong opinions on that one? No, just um, it, the 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 Herb Brooks speech from the Miracle worked there for the Orioles. Oh it, yeah, yeah. You rolled that w one out, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. There was some nice picks by uh, Minnesota. On the run line oh, behind Joe yeah. Ryan was a nice pick as well. What did you not enjoy that one? Oh, uh, it was your it was
1: your man Pineda, wasn't it? Yeah. He he had like he exited with an injury. It was like 35 pitches or something like that. There was quite a few injuries this weekend too that I missed.
0: Yeah, you you mentioned it the just before we came on
1: live that a couple of uh injuries and in, uh, the biggest one is probably Adam Duval out for the season. Yeah, for the Braves. So they might be active again this year on the deadline. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how how long is their guy, uh, Jorge Soler, over there in Miami? Do they go out and get him back? Is he on a one-year contract with the Marlins? I have absolutely no idea, mate. Yeah, but it's not a bad show. Uh, he went down. Yeah, I don't know, I know how you, long he signed.
0: You um you picked out Steve and Matt's strikeout props yesterday and hit that one. Uh, but then Matt um, went to the aisle after yeah. that game as well. And then the, the other one, which was a bit of a, a heartbreaker, really, was Blake Meyer, the uh, the Miami pitcher who you Max told, Meyer, told
1: Max Meyer. Yeah, sorry, Max Blake Meyer. Blake Meyer's <laughs> our MLB editor for the... Oh, he <laughs> is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah he was not
0: on the mound for Miami. I mean, they're bad, but they're not that bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Blake, if you listen. that's <laughs> me sacked. Um, yeah, Max Meyer, who you talked us through um, on, yeah. f- on the Friday Night Pod. You told us what to expect. And he lasted ten pitches before I think his shoulder was barking a little bit, and that was the end of him as well. Bit of a shame, though.
1: Yeah, it was. I, I I took him over K's too, because Pittsburgh has the third worst strikeout rate in the MLB. So a little bit disappointing there, because he did have the strikeout in those ten pitches. So he's off to a good start. But uh, yeah, that was that was weird. You don't really see a guy make a start and then come out after ten pitches. Normally they establish like, hey, I'm not really feeling well in a bullpen before the game. Yeah. And they make that late switch, so
0: yeah, that was an odd one. Right, okay then. Uh so 12 games, Monday to crack on. Yeah. Uh we are live on YouTube and Twitter, I do believe. The chat box is open. David uh, has joined us, David Dilly. So good evening, David, or afternoon, wherever you are. Um hope you're enjoying the show. And if you've got any thoughts, by all means, Drop them in the box. Uh, but we will start with those Miami Marlins that we just touched on. 640 Eastern first pitch is the Marlins at the Cincinnati Reds. Uh Trevor Rogers, left-handed pitcher, goes for Miami. And Nick Lodolo, uh, lefty goes for the Cincinnati Reds. The Marlins are minus 105. Cincinnati are minus 115. Totally is set at nine and a half. So the books are struggling to split these two sides tomorrow uh rogers is four and nine has a 546 era has pitched 84 innings with 78 strikeouts lodolo is two and three with a 581 era uh, 26 and one third pitch 38 strikeouts for lodolo um part of uh the downtime in the break last week in the all-star break was i got to a lot of uh a lot of pitchers that people like Ian Anderson, that we've already mentioned, people that I'm not keen on for the second half of the season, I had a look at some of the underlying numbers, um, and pictures that I am keen on, pictures that I think are going to have a decent second half of the season. And there's actually two or three of them um, appeared on the slate tonight. And the first one, which is Trevor Rogers. And I do think Trevor Rogers is primed uh, to get better. He's, he's improving slightly, um, but I think there's, he's going to have a much better. Um, second half Rogers. so I'm quite high on him so he's going to be he's going to be guy I'm going to be tailing a little bit Um, he's got a 395 road ERA um, which is a little bit better than his overall total. and like I say he's been on the improve Um, Lodolo is back Um, he's been up and down to the to the minors a couple of times this season um, but he's still struggling a little bit. He, we expected maybe better from him, quite a highly touted prospect early in the season. Just hasn't happened for him. Uh, he gave up five earned runs in two innings against Tampa in his last time. So um, as much as Miami don't score many runs, um, I've got to back my guy Rogers and Fadler-Dolo. And at this price, minus 105, I think Miami can take one on the road now.
1: Yeah, as much as Miami doesn't score, like we all said, like they had that thirty one inning uh scoreless drought, uh, this weekend against Pittsburgh, they put up six and eight runs in two of the three games. The other game they got shut out. But um you look at the trend and I, I think this is somewhat of the like uh, Minnesota Twins fix by the book, um the books. Miami's total is hit in four of the last six games and in three of those they didn't even score a run. So I really think that something's going on here. And Cincinnati is one of those great over teams that we've seen all year this year. Um, Miami, they are three and 11 in their last 14 games against Cincinnati. So not very good history against this team lately. Ah uh, man, I just <laughs> struggling already. Yeah, struggling. this is a struggle because like, do, do the Marlins bats show up against the young lefty? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they they scored fourteen runs on this weekend, so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go with like the recent little bit of a hot streak, and plus there are a lot of right handed bats that should do well against lefties. And uh, in the comments, we got Reds team old total overs or yeah, Reds team total over. Uh, from David and uh, Marlins under team total. So he's on the opposite side of me with the Marlins.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, you pointed out the same thing that you said Reds have been a team uh, for overs and the Reds have been the opposite. So it's difficult. Um, and you just want to take a side, which we have the, uh, with the Miami Marlins, a 7.05 Eastern first pitch the Tampa Bay Rays and the Baltimore Orioles. Corey Kluber uh, for Tampa Bay and Austin Voth draws the start for the, Uh, Tampa Bay are minus 145. Uh, Home puppy Baltimore, plus 125. Tolia is set at uh 9.0. Noah lead us off with this one.
1: Not sure if this one qualifies as one of Dylan's home puppies when Austin Voth is on the mound. He's one and one with five starts. None of them were quality. He has a 638 ERA, 41 strikeouts, 13 walks, and 42 innings pitched this year. Um, Just not a guy that I feel comfortable backing. And Corey Kluber... He's actually gone well this year. He's got a six and five record, nine quality starts, three seventy three ERA, eighty two strikeouts, fifteen walks, and ninety four innings pitched. He is an ERA of three against Baltimore in his three 2022 starts against them. So he goes well. Um I I trust the Rays bullpen, so I'm gonna take them on the money line full game instead of just worrying about first five against Voth.
0: Okay, um I wrote a couple of things down here. Um the first one was Baltimore, just the value. They keep just outperforming uh, those odds and plus money at home against the Tampa Bay Rays just do not convince me even a little bit. Um, so if I was going to take a side, I would take Baltimore at the prices. But I think a safer place that under on nine. I actually don't mind Austin Ruff, Um, and I've been quite high on Kluber all season. Um, neither side are stellar in the hitting department. And K- um, Tampa Bay put up two runs tonight against Casey. Um, they're still going along with that rather anemic lineup. And Baltimore, even though they've been competitive, uh, they don't put up gazillions of runs either. Um, I'm going to carry on to the next game, even though uh, you might have noticed Noah has just disappeared from view. Um, but maybe he's back Oh, here. Yeah, he comes uh, now. Don't yeah, panic.
1: I needed a uh, little refresh. Your your mouth was moving and the words weren't coming out on time, and I'm super OCD about that. That's like a huge Netflix thing that I hate when I oh, okay. too. So I needed to fix that. That was bothering me. But uh, yeah, I, I think the I think the play is yeah. I like the under with you on this one.
0: Uh, we were all going to talk about you while you were gone but, um, but you're Uh-oh. back now so we won't uh, <laughs> 7.05 Eastern first pitches: the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies probably the pitching matchup of the night um, mainly due to a lack of alternatives uh, <laughs> but it is Max Freed uh, it's another double lefty uh, starter combo here Max Fried goes for the Braves and Ranger Suarez goes for the uh, Philadelphia Phillies uh, the Braves are minus 155. The Phillies are plus 135. Totally is set at eight. And this one is across to you, is it? Or not? No, you, right? No, it was me. You know, no, we, we changed things around with And I just didn't bother marking up. Uh, yeah, there you go. There, my... There, <laughs> it was mate. one of your late ads. It
1: was. It Mal- was a- Malcolm has the advantage being five hours earlier in time zone. And me, I was still driving home. So he added two more games to his... Um, I don't know. I don't. Elton. I don't know if it's an advantage particularly, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just a it's a fact.
0: It's a it's a fact of geography. Uh, Fred is ten and three. Has a two sixty four ERA. He's pitched one hundred and nine and one third with one hundred and nine strikeouts. Suarez. Um, I haven't got Suarez numbers written down probably because we called this one late. Um, what this was fairly for straightforward for me. Um, I don't think we need him. I'm out on Suarez. Uh, I'm in on Freed. Freed's been great. No issues with Freed at all. Um, not only has Suarez been disappointing He's got, he's got his 515 home area, which is minging. And uh, Philadelphia just disappointed me as well a little bit. Um, they're starting to look exposed, maybe. Um, they're starting to look what they are. So I wrote this down at minus 150 earlier on. We sometimes give out a unit and a half player at minus 150. Um, Atlanta will be disappointed tonight with that defeat to. Uh, the Angels, because they were just starting to build up a little b- bit of momentum. Um, the Mets have struggled. Uh, we've seen they've only scored 10 runs in the last five games, the Mets, uh, and they've struggled against the Padres this weekend. So the, the Braves could have gone uh, top of the division tonight. Um, I do think they'll be ever so slightly disappointed with, what, with that result. Because um, they gave it away earlier, so they were never in the game either. So it was a big chance for them. And I don't feel like they were in the game. So a uh, better spot for them tomorrow against a struggling Suarez. And I think that unit and a half play on Atlanta, Um, it's not very exciting, uh, but it's a winner at minus 150 one will do me. Uh, what do you think, Noah?
1: Yeah, like you said, maybe not a huge exciting play here, but yeah, I'm on Atlanta with Max Fried on the mound. Uh, the overs have cashed in all three of their games this weekend uh, for Atlanta. Um, but maybe to make this one or this is an analysis more interesting, what'd you do on the uh, online post today? Who's the cover of it? <laughs> well, in a pathetic attempt to mush you completely,
0: <laughs> if anyone listened to the podcast to Thursday or Friday last week, we traded a couple of. Uh, I, I took a couple of players off Noah and I gave Noah Kyle Schwaber. Um, so, in an attempt to mush Kyle Schwaber, I've put him as the header. On the uh, on the podcast post-pitch <laughs> tonight, a big picture of Kyle Schwaber hoping that his arms will fall off, which is a little bit childish, <laughs> I admit. Uh, I'll feel terrible now if he does get injured, but yeah, that was my attempt at mushing you, mate. I appreciate it. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, next up is a 7-10 uh, Eastern first pitch between the Cleveland Guardians and the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Zach plezak is on the hill for Cleveland. and Nick Pervetta... Goes for the Boston Red Sox. It's a pick em, Uh minus 110 each of two. Tolia is set at nine. Uh, Plezak is two and seven with a 402 ERA. He's pitched 94 innings with 68 strikeouts. Uh, Nick Pavetta is eight and seven with a 450 ERA, 108 innings pitched and 104 strikeouts. Plezak is 0 and three in his last five. But not a bad ERA, actually, 304 in that spill and they've all been in division we've mentioned a couple of times on the show lately that um, the White Sox have just played the Tigers and the Guardians just on a loop almost it seems like for about three weeks now um, so those last five starts have all been in division against Kansas City uh, the Twins and Detroit um, he's got a rodeo r of 493 on the season Pavetta is a, a horrible one to handicap at the moment he's just broken uh He's got an 8.20 ERA in his last five. He's given up seven, six, and 7 earned runs in his last three shots. Two of those were against the Yankees, so it was maybe slightly more understandable. Um, he's got a 7.57 ERA against the earliest uh, there, actually. He did face Cleveland on the 24th of June, gave up two earned runs on seven in his pitch. That's when he was going well, though, Uh So, yeah, this was a rough, really rough one to handicap. I think I'm prepared to forgive Pavetta, those couple of starts against the Yankees, and think that at home we can maybe get back on track. So I'd be leaning um, Boston here. However, um, the Boston lineup is quite hard to trust at the moment as well. Uh, But I think both pitches can contribute here. And the play I've got is over nine at minus 120, but I've got no confidence behind it whatsoever.
1: Yeah, for this one again, I'm just probably going to stay away from this one. Uh Boston, didn't they get shit pumped twice by the Blue Jays this weekend? Wasn't it? Like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the 23. They
0: broke a record for the most runs conceded in three consecutive games, 47. Yeah, like I mean, I think last time they equaled the record from like 1901 or something, stupid. I mean, it was a proper record they broke. It was spectacular. <laughs> proper record. <laughs> like It wasn't like the first time this had happened in six months. I mean, we're talking 120 years now.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, this offense is just not there right now. And uh, I, I I got a kick out of it with Munoff and Capper talking on Twitter. Do you see that Twitter? I didn't thing? see it, but I can imagine <laughs> how it went already. It's quite yeah. incendiary. <laughs> this is pretty good it's somewhere on the munoff's feed but um yeah Capper's just talking to like uh, who on this team actually is hitting right now when <laughs> you yeah. mentioning like jd and then i don't know capper's got this thing against story how he had that slow start and story has like yeah a couple hundred or a couple hundred couple teen bombs he's he's in the mid teens there um since capper is calling him out but other than that I- i'm staying away from this game
0: yeah, the uh, Blue Jays put eight more on the Red Sox tonight. <laughs> so Just keep Yeah, hey, it's quite, they'll be quite happy with that. That's quite a, quite a low number for them. Uh, so <laughs> next up is a 7-10 Eastern first pitch, the San Diego Padres against the Detroit Tigers. Sean Manaya, left-handed pitcher for the San Diego Padres, and Drew Hutchison for Detroit. Uh, San Diego are minus 155. Detroit plus 135 total here uh, is set at eight. Uh, Sean Minaya, he's another one on my list here who's going to have a better second half of the season. He he, uh, he popped off the page when I was just looking at some players last week. He's five and four, has a f- uh, 4.11 ERA. He's pitched 102 thirds with 100 punches. Uh, Drew Hutchison is one and four uh, with a 4.46 ERA. Uh, yeah, so I'm in on eye. I'm expecting better things from second half. He's got a 376 road ERA as well, which I like. Um, and the Padres have played well this weekend um, against the New York Mets. Haven't hit that well, uh, but have kept the Mets in check He got a couple of surprise wins. I've taken the Mets, um, and but the Padres have cost me a couple of times. Then. Um, Hutchison, gee, yeah, just not expecting great things from him here. Uh, again, the, the unit and a half play is on the table um, at minus 155 for the parties. But I think um, the fact that Detroit is so um, toothless um, with a bat in their hand, I can take the run line for San Diego, um, minus one and a half, and that is the price of plus 100, Noah.
1: Yeah, Manea, I think I agree with you. I think he should have a better second half. I think he's better than the line states. But in his last three starts um they were against the rockies the diamondbacks and the cubs not very great squads there but he has a 620 year array uh hopefully the all-star break the week off let him clear his mind but uh uh, drew hutchinson as well it's hard to find positives in his year so far too many walks he gets banged around when he does throw strikes he's one in four with a 446 array um 19 walks and 40.1 innings pitch just doesn't do it for me. If you're trying to make the squad, he's like the 12th starter that we've thrown out there this year for the Tigers as a handicapper. It's like actually hard to prescribe an over against both pitchers that aren't really in great form right now because the Tigers' offense literally sucks. It is, like, historically bad. And if you watch any of these games this weekend uh, against Minnesota, we could have been the Boston Red Sox if it was a three-game series. It was, like, ten and eight runs scored in the two games. Um, it, they didn't even show up to the park today. It was rough. Like, just lifeless squad from what I was watching. So, yeah. Um the the run line on the Padres looks a little safe. I like the spot somewhat for the Tigers. Um at home they're <laughs> better at home again. And then Manaya has not been great on the road, but in his last three starts. But I mean the the chance for this team being good this year is gone. Um <laughs> I'm picking San Diego. Now. Really? Yeah. Yeah
0: we need to uh, stage an intervention I think with you and these tigers you keep oh. trying to make a case for them and it is quite admirable Noah I think it's quite cute that you try and make a case for them and then still take the Padres on the run yeah. like after you've I'll, done I'll, all of that
1: <laughs> I have to take a vi- I have to like do a video of me flushing a fish down the toilet and I'll just <laughs> plaster a tiger's logo on the fish <laughs> uh, next over up, 77 uh, and a half <laughs> and then it's the tiger's logo just going right down the toilet <laughs> beautiful
0: 8 up 5 Eastern first pitch Pittsburgh Pirates at the Chicago Cubs uh, JT Brubaker and Adrian Sampson for the Cubs are the two pitchers we've got money lines but no total uh, as per usual at the Cubs uh, Pittsburgh are plus 125 uh, the Cubs are minus
1: 145 Um, yeah uh, Noah across to you for this one do you really have to give me Detroit and then Pittsburgh and back-to-back games?
0: <laughs> I love Pittsburgh. would be great to me this season. They're probably my most
1: profitable team. Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Um Yeah, I've, I've done really well out with Pittsburgh. Just a terrible series against Miami here. The one win that they had was a one-to-zero game. One-to-nothing, yeah. <laughs> Uh, other than that, they got blown out by the Marlins. Um, JT Brubaker, though, he's on the mound. I don't know what they were doing having him be the fourth starter out of the All-Star break because he's quite honestly been the best pitcher on this squad this year. He is 2 and 8 with a 4-0 ERA. 92 strikeouts, 40 walks, and 94 innings, pitched this year. Brew Baker, he's been ultra consistent. His last start was the best of the season against the Marlins. So he should have started against the Marlins. I don't know why he didn't. Uh he threw seven innings, only gave up three hits, nine strikeouts. Uh and then for the Cubs, Adrian Sampson's going. He's 0-1 and 5 starts. He's a 334 ERA. 23 strikeouts eight walks and 32.1 he's done well uh he doesn't go deep in the game so maybe like a first five if you like samson um he's got a 395 homie array which i i wrote that down it's slightly worse than his roadie array but 395 inside wrigley as a youngster is pretty good so i'll take a first five under. i like brubaker and samson and then maybe if you're gutsy um, if you like either one of those guys more than the other I don't know how you decipher Pittsburgh or Cubs in the first five but both of them their lines should be pretty good
0: yeah I'm uh, I'm gonna to have to leave this entire my uh, handicap to you because I had Keegan Thompson going uh, for the Chicago Cubs well I handicapped it earlier on then there's been a change to Samson um, the only thing I will add is that Baker is on that list of pictures I like uh, going at the second half the, uh, there's only three or four on the list and I think the majority of them are going tonight we've already mentioned uh, Trevor Rogers, Sean Manai are big in the second one uh, and the third one is JT Brewbaker. so people I am going to tail I'm um, not, just not sure about this spot really and like I say I didn't look into Adrian Sampson too much <clears> uh, so I'll give out a no bet but uh, certainly slightly high, um, higher on Brubaker for the second half of the season
1: I think he can go okay I think this is interesting, too. I think you're on to something. I think this is a contract year for Brubaker. Okay. Yeah, he's Good 28, knowledge. coming out of his rookie year. This is his last yeah. year. Um, the lines
0: that we have found and given out tonight uh, are lines that can be found at WinBet, win bet, where the $50 to win $200 promotion uh, is still up for grabs. The $50 bet will qualify you for 200 bucks. In free bets and if you are betting baseball which I assume you are uh, check out Winbet have their reduced juice in baseball games which makes it the best place to bet MLB uh, the fantasy football experience comp is still running as well if you bet $500 on Sports or Casino before July the 31st next week uh, you'll be entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club which includes a two night stay at win resorts for you and your entire league loads to choose from, head over to com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 4700 And of course, don't forget that our new Discord server is the place where everyone Uh, All the cool kids are over there uh, chatting shit to each other and sweating out their beds together. Loads of fun. Um, Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord um, is where you want to head over to get involved uh, with the rest of the gang over there. Okay. Uh, 50% of the way through this 12-game card. Now we will crack on with an 8-10 Eastern First pitch between the LA Angels (coughs) and the Kansas City Royals. Uh, Noah Syndergaard is on the mound for the Angels. And Zach Grenke... Goes for the Royals. Um, it's a second picker of the night. It's minus 110 each of two. Uh, total here is set at eight and a half. Uh, Syndergaard for the Angels is five and seven. Um, an even for ERA has pitched 74 and one third with 58 strikeouts. Grenky is three and six with a 464 ERA has pitched 77 and two thirds with 42 strikeouts. Um, Syndergaard at this point is just Plodding along, you pretty much get the same line from him all the time. Uh, you might get two earned runs, you might get three earned runs, you get the odd four. Um, it's on the road where he's struggling actually a little bit. He's got a one and five record on the road, and the uh, ERA there's 596, so a little red flag there. Um, Greinke surprised me when I dug into his numbers a little bit. He's 381 yeah. in his last five, yeah, three and one um, at home, a 186. Uh, home ERA. And that's not a small sample either. He's pitched 38 and two thirds at home. Uh so that's a that's a genuine genuine number. Um it's just a, a different pitcher at home. Uh I like KC in this spot here. The Angels are still broken. Like I say they were handed that game tonight. Uh they were five nothing up in the first inning just because Ian Anderson couldn't um couldn't record an out but they were one and nine in their last ten games before that. KC as much as um They've struggled a little bit with the bat. They, they were 5-5 five and five in their last 10. And have won tonight. They beat the Tampa Bay Rays at home tonight. Uh, so they will stay at home um, for this game. And I think they can turn the Angels over um, at minus 110 tomorrow, Noah.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to retweet whatever you said because you took the handicap <laughs> right off my page. I'm taking the Royals here. Uh, like you said, Granky better at home. Syndergaard worse on the road. This is like one of those spots that just screams at you. Take Kansas City. And who knows? Maybe they appear as the dog tomorrow morning.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, if, if this
1: bet goes down,
0: it's it's not because of the way we've handicapped it. Anyone looking at it will reach uh, a similar a similar conclusion, I think. Uh, next up is an eighth, and first pitch between the Colorado Rockies and the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Kyle Freeland, uh, the lefty, goes for the Rockies. And Aaron Ashby, uh, lefty, goes for the Milwaukee Brewers. Lines are... Oh, the lines are further up the page. That's where the lines are. There they are. Colorado plus one hundred and sixty. Uh, the Brewers are nearly two to one on here. Minus one hundred and ninety. Totally, a set at eight and a half. Um, I had a difficult wonder handicap earlier on, um, and I think Noah, this was tricky for you as well. Uh, Freeland to Ashby, um, is a bit of a head scratcher. Where have you gone? No, it's nowhere to be seen. He's frozen again. Okay. Um, So, Kyle Freeland, um, he's on the slide a little bit, I think, for me. Um, They've played a... I think the the game that they're playing at the moment has been a bit of a lively one. Brewers are 10-8 up in the bottom of the eighth inning. So, a lot of runs in that one. Uh, Maybe the Brewers' bats um, are waking up ever so slightly. Uh, but, yeah, Kyle Freeland's on this slide. Uh, there's been a couple of spots this season where he's been playable, uh, but I'm not sure it's happening much lately. Aaron Ashby, I do not know what to do with Aaron Ashby at all. Um, I brought down F-nose next to him. I'm not going to swear because, uh, because we're on YouTube and I don't think people need to hear that. But uh, I've got no idea what to expect from Aaron Ashby, even a little bit. Uh, Noah, um, you're back. Um, I've just been talking through Fields in Ashby, and it's a real struggle to get a handle on what you can expect from either of these two pitches.
1: Yeah, I think this is just a more offensive game. I have the over written down for me. Um, yeah. Personally, just because I can't really decipher either team, I'm going to stay away from the side. I like the over. Yeah, absolutely. Um, exactly what I've got written down. Um, I think
0: both countries, like I say, 18-run score tonight uh, in the game, which is still ongoing there. Um, so yeah, no reason why that can't go over tomorrow. That I thought that eight and a half looked really low actually. Um, that yeah. was one of my one of my favourite players on <clears> this card. Uh, next up is a nine forty Eastern first pitch between the Houston Astros and the Auckland Athletics. It is Jake Odorizzi for Houston and Adam Oller gets to start for Auckland. I don't know. If we've got some lines that we have. Houston are two to one on here. Uh, Minus 200. Auckland at plus 170. Total set at eight. And I'll throw this straight across to you, Noah. Uh,
1: Houston at Auckland. Yeah, Odorizzi's 4-2 on the year, 356 ERA, 36 strikeouts, 14 walks, and 48 innings pitched. In July, he has had a chance to try to squeak back into this rotation. This is one of the best rotations in baseball. He's kind of their sixth starter. But in July, he has a 544 ERA, not been going great. Uh, Hopefully, the All-Star game for him, personally, is one of those uh, where he just gets to clear his head Go out there with a clean slate in the second half and uh, try to fix some of this line. As for Oakland, it's Adam Oller, and this guy's straight up auto fade for me. He's at three and five starts with an eight fifty six ERA, eighteen strikeouts. He has more walks than strikeouts. Nineteen walks in twenty seven point one innings pitch. That is over a. Oh, half walk in inning which is just no-go uh for me personally so I'm on I'm on the Astros just look at probably the Astros run line here because like Malcolm said they are two to one so I'm seeing one minus 105 at minus one and a half I'll take that
0: yeah order confused me a little bit because the era over his last five games it's okay but there's a little break in the middle of those um and like you said that the, the Three of those games in July haven't been very good. The actual uh, the two games that would bring that number down uh, were way sort of the early weeks of June, so uh, yeah, but again, bit of a head scratcher here with Odorizzi. But you've got to trust them, you've got to trust Houston uh, just to be able to put more runs on them, uh, than Adam. Uh, and it is boring, and we normally have one of these per slate, which is just the auto auto run line. It's often the Dodgers or the Yankees, uh, tonight, I think it's the Astros although the Dodgers might fit into that uh, conversation later on. But yeah, Houston run line for me uh, at that price, that minus one Oh five, not very exciting, but we'll take that uh, as another winner under our belts. Uh, Nine forty Eastern first pitch is the San Francisco Giants and the Arizona Diamondbacks. It is Jacob Junis going for the Giants and the lefty on the mound is Tyler Gilbert, Tyler Gilbert for Arizona. Um, I accidentally handicapped Logan Gilbert for a large portion of the afternoon. Uh so quickly had to switch later on when Noah pointed out that it was Tyler Gilbert. Um Jacob Junis is four and one with a three-oh six ERA, has pitched 50 innings with 42 strikeouts. Tyler Gilbert is 0-3, has a 534 ERA, uh 30-1 one third pitch with 18 strikeouts. Uh Jacob Junis has been really good. Um 3-0 in his last five, 171 on the road. Um his last start was um, his worst, actually, is, is most recently. Uh, but before that, he's barely given up uh, two earned runs in a start. He's been he's been that reliable. Um, Gilbert, it's a small sample for Gilbert, and I actually quite like him. He's 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 only pitched twelve innings at home of those thirty, uh, but he's only given up two earned runs in those twelve innings. So I trust him to go okay here. I like Junis. Uh, neither lineup inspires me particularly, so everything to me uh, pointed towards the under. I don't know if I gave the lines out actually. If I'm just looking at them now. Uh, San Francisco in this one are minus one twenty, and Arizona are plus one hundred. And the total is set at nine. Uh, so the yeah, the under nine to me look like a good bet Noah.
1: Yeah, I like the under here too. Um, the one thing I'm I don't think I'm nervous about it. but Chase Field is a dome, correct? It's like a building. It's inside. Why does the wind say it's 10 miles an hour going straight out to center field? <clears throat> but uh, no idea. <laughs> other than that, yeah, other, other than that, you know, I I, I think that Arizona back could be a live dog here. They play better at home than on the road, um, slightly under five hundred, twenty four and 26, but they're one of those teams like the Orioles where they make you a ton of money at home. They're 28 and 22 against the spread on the run line. Um, so I think they're a live dog here in this spot in game one of the series.
0: Uh, penultimate game tonight is a ten ten Eastern first pitch between the Washington nationals and the LA Dodgers. Paolo Espino uh, is on the Hill for Washington and Tony Gonsolin uh, for LA Dodgers. Uh, Prices are Washington plus two twenty. The Dodgers are minus two sixty. Uh, totally ever set at eight and a half. Uh, Noah, um, you all over Washington here.
1: Did you say penultimate? Is that the last game on the slate? No, it's the second last game. <clears throat> what does penultimate mean? Second last. Oh, I didn't know penultimate means second last.
0: <laughs> okay. Yes, <laughs> no, it means the second to last game. And did you say that I'm all
1: over the Nationals? I was asking if you were all over the Nationals. Yeah, and pre-show I told you there's yeah. no way you can back the Nationals. <laughs> That's
0: why I asked. It.
1: <laughs> there's, I, you cannot. I, I don't, I don't sponsor um, a backing of the Nationals in this spot. They have Paulo Espino <laughs> on the mound. He's 0 3 this year with a 3.57 ERA, 46 strikeouts, 12 walks, and 58 innings pitched. He started the year as a reliever, and his first couple of games as a starter went all right, but in his last four starts, he has a 692 ERA, and going for the Dodgers, it's big bad Tony Gonsolin. He's 11-0, 202 ERA, 86 strikeouts, 24 walks, and 93.2 innings pitched. His last appearance a week ago was in the All-Star game where he gave up back-to-back homers to lose the game for the NL. Outside nice. of the All-Star game, this dude has been great this year. Um, he actually didn't really have a great start in his last start against the Cardinals, but uh, the Dodgers still were able to win that one 7-6 to six after he gave up, like, four runs in the first four innings. I don't know how you go against Gonsolin and the Dodgers in the spot. I'm taking them in a the run line here. Uh, Malcolm, how about you?
0: Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed because I handicapped uh, Josiah Gray earlier on for the Nationals and I managed to talk myself into a uh, a scenario which the Nationals might win this game with uh, Gray on the mound and that was going to be my big dog. Um, But it's not Josiah Gray now, it's Espino, so yeah. Um, We talked on Friday night about ladder bets. You talked about the K-props on Shohei Otani, actually. Sort of starting at seven and a half and splitting your stake. Um, on eight and a half, nine and a half, ten and a half,
1: etc.
0: and a This might be a way of playing this game tomorrow because uh, the Dodgers um, on the run line is minus 125. But I've got no issue with you taking them uh, minus two and a half, minus three and a half because this could get out of hand pretty quickly. So uh, okay. maybe, a, yeah, I've got nothing because it's like I say, I handicapped Josiah Gray earlier on. So but maybe a little add a bit on the Dodgers uh, and see if you can hit the jackpot if they... Absolutely, wallop them right. Yeah, he, okay. gives,
1: he gives you a ladder bet today, and maybe a sneak peek in the later in the series. Yeah, uh, the ultimate game on the card, uh, Noah. That means the last one. To see how it works. Ultimate is like biggest to me, not last. Uh, well,
0: it's the English language. mate. I've got, I've got <laughs> a jump on you in this country on that one. Um, it's the Texas Rangers and the Seattle Mariners. Uh, it's my ex guy, Glenn Otto, for the Texas Rangers. And Chris Flexen starts for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, the lines are plus 130 for the Rangers, minus 150 for the Mariners. Totally set at eight. Uh, and we're back to you, Noah.
1: Yeah, Glenn Otto, he's four and six, 540 ERA this year. 47 strikeouts, 34 walks. it's a lot of walks and 64.2 innings pitched. His last start, um, both Otto and Flexen started against each other. <clears throat> last week uh, in a Texas versus Seattle matchup. Otto Auto, Auto went six innings. He had four Ks, gave up three earned on two bombs. He got the loss. Flexen got the win. He's six and eight this year with a 379 ERA, 70 strikeouts, 35 walks, and 99.2 when he's pitched. His last start was against Texas. Like I said, he went 4.2. He didn't go very deep. He gave up one run on a solo shot, and he has an ERA of 132 in his last three starts. Uh, I don't. Uh, maybe his pitch count ran up in the 4.2, but uh, his last two starts, other than that one, was 6.2 and seven innings. So he has been going good lately. And I'm going to take the Mariners a- against the Rangers here in the spot.
0: Um, yeah, it looked pretty straightforward, didn't it? Um, I'm actually taking a bit of a punt myself on Seattle on the run line, uh, which is at plus 145. Yeah, I think the, the books kind of expect a low scoring game here. Um just, I don't know, mainly on Texas just not being very good. Texas have scored a few runs tonight, actually. There's this smash in Oakland. Um, they were up to eight, nine uh, runs earlier on when I checked a little while ago. Uh, but yeah, Glenn Otto, um, he briefly made onto my radar for about two weeks, but has quickly made his way back off it. Uh, and Chris Flexen, I think, can go okay. So I think Seattle can beat them and can beat them comfortably. So at a bigger price, uh, we'll take a bit of a punt at the plus plus. 145. Okay, locks and dogs uh, to come. We've had some drunk breaking news uh, in the chat box. I'm not sure how reliable the uh, source sources, uh, but one sort was going the Cardinals for a bag of chips. Uh, apparently, I don't know if that's is that is <laughs> that English. It's that, is that yeah. English chips or is it American chips? Because that's crucial to the trade. I'm not trading for a bag of crisps. I'll trade for a bag of actual chips that I'll trade for. Yeah, what, what's no your there?
1: bag of chips over there in England? Well, you'd call them fries. No, we don't. What, chips? chips.
0: No, fries yeah, crisps. Like... Chips? Crisp. Crisps. Crisps. Like,
1: what are right.
0: crisps to you? How long are we just going to shout crisps and chips at each other before someone says other words? Yeah, Fries are, are not chips. Fries are chips. <laughs> no, they're not. If you go to fish and chips, what do you get? You don't get fish in a bag of crisps. That would be insane. I don't normally
1: get fish and chips, but I'm just saying when we well, say that's, chips... That's where you're like going our, wrong in the first place. brands are Lay's, Doritos, and yeah, crisps. all that stuff. Those, those are chips.
0: <laughs> no, don't be so ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, cris- so we need to know what exactly we're trading for Juan Soto here. Um,
1: I, as long as you go to the Cardinals, I could give a shit what
0: they get. The <laughs> <laughs> bag of fish and chips, and I'll trade anything for. Um, <laughs> IP Vanish... Um, or a sponsor of ours on the MLB Gambling podcast. They will protect your privacy uh, when you're browsing online, uh, keeping your private data away from hackers and advertisers, etc. Uh, IP Vanish encrypt 100% of your data, uh, keeping your private details, passwords, communications, etc. completely hidden, um, your physical location too. Uh, you can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices, including your Fire Stick if you're streaming media and they're offering uh, 70% off the yearly plan with a 30 day money back guarantee. IP Vanish is dead easy to use. You'll be protected with one tap of a button. So take your privacy back with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com/sgp. Use that promo code to claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com/sgp. Okay, uh, twelve games signed, sealed, and delivered. Noah, um, locks and dogs. What have you got?
1: Yeah, I've got actually two value plays here. But the first one, I'm gonna. It's going to lead into my lock. I like uh, the idea because we don't know what the prop is going to be offered at. But I like the idea of Zach Granke's over strikeouts tomorrow he's going up against the angels they have the worst strikeout rate in all of the mlb striking out uh 9.84 times a game which is way above the rest of the competition in the league Granky doesn't normally strike out a ton of guys two three four guys a game he has the ability to go out there and try to get five um if this line is set at three and a half where i expect it to be i would love uh I would love a piece of Grankeys over strikeouts. For my lock, I'm going to go with Kansas City minus 110 against the Angels. Again, I think this is a value bet. I think this could be a dog come tomorrow morning, um, depending on how much of the public comes in on the Angels. Um, and then my dog is going to be Pittsburgh on the road against Chicago. Uh, Pittsburgh's plus 125 with JT Brubaker on the mound. Chicago's yep. the worst home team in the MLB. Um, I know Pittsburgh's not going great as of right now, losing two of three to the Marlins and only putting up one run, I think, in the three games. I, I, maybe it was one run each game in the three games. I think they only scored three total runs. But I think this is a good spot for the Pirates to maybe get a win here.
0: Okay, Yeah, yeah I like that. I love that Kansas City play, actually. Um, I had it written down. The more we've talked about it tonight, uh, the more um, happy I am with it. Um, My lock is going to be that over eight and a half in the Colorado at Milwaukee game. Kyle Freeland and Aaron Ashby. I just can't see either pitcher keeping this total down anywhere near that. This, to me, should be 10. I would have thought the line come out. Uh, 18 runs so far in the game tonight. And yeah, I think if the bats can stay hot tomorrow... um, I've given Aaron Ashby more than enough rope uh, this season, but he's hung himself once too many times for me. Um, so yeah, a lot of runs in this game here. Over eight and a half looks great. My dog, I'm going to take a run line, and it's going to be Seattle. That just like looked like a really big price. Um, I think nine times out of ten, flexing flexing and the Mariners will be a run and a half, um, better than Otto and the Rangers. Um I don't know if Noah's having a nervous breakdown and smashing the place up with a hammer in the background there you
1: are did you fall off your chair or something no it was a sneeze cuz uh <laughs> wow. I, I thought I might I thought I muted the mic but yeah oh no we I, heard I, all I, of that, to, I rolled away from the microphone to get the sneeze out but I I guess you heard the roll We heard everything. That was very good. I I turned the camera off. I I just didn't mute the microphone. My bad.
0: I was worried for you. So, like, you've been attacked. Uh, Long story short, Seattle run line plus 145 is my dog uh, to follow up that over. And that, ladies and gents, uh, for your Monday games is that. uh, Noah, have you got a big week ahead? Monday,
1: tomorrow? What's happening? Uh nothing off the top of my head, but since we were talking about chips and just edible, <laughs> I guess, treats, I got yeah. I got a European candy in front of me. It's called Mamba. You ever heard of these? I have never heard of it. What kind right. of was it a hard candy or a chocolate? It's like a chewy. So it's in the middle of I'm chewing on one right now. Probably shouldn't yeah, have that's on, all right. on the microphone. It's great great radio, called, this mate. Yeah, they're called Mamba. It's a German candy. And it's in the middle. Of, have you heard of now and later and Waki Taffy <laughs> yeah yeah I have heard of that it's right in the middle of both of them I think
0: okay right yeah that's fair I've, nice uh, I've googled,
1: I've googled it mate I can
0: get I can get some raspberry flavoured ones for 39 pence what an absolute bargain
1: yeah let's try to go get a mamba sponsorship
0: <laughs> mambas for yeah here you get a, a packet of mamba raspberry flavoured chewing candies 50 cents man what a bargain there you go. Uh, there you go. Oh, well, that was good knowledge. Um, I don't think I've got anything going on this week. It's uh, football season, as in soccer season, has crept up uh, on me. So Newcastle are playing the last warm-up games next weekend. I'm going to watch them take on Atalanta, the Italian side, on yeah. Friday night here It's St. James' Park. season's
1: coming up here in America. Soccer season's coming yeah. up in England. Yeah, I know. I've uh,
0: I've got a couple of best ball drafts under my belt uh, on oh, yeah. DraftKings for the NFL. So yeah, um, so yeah, everything's just starting to ramp up now. And then when that starts <laughs> again, things get really frantic when we've got baseball and I've got the EPL and we've got football. Um, but I absolutely love it. No, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, thanks everybody for it. listening. Uh, Direct you to the usual places: the Discord channel. Everything's going on there. It's a really genuinely a great place to be. Um, SportsGamblingPodcast.com and obviously download the app. Um, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast has been absolutely flames, throwing out winners at any price you like, fancy price winners all over the place. So they've been there. They've been the hot hand on the network recently. Uh, so yes. get across and give those boys a listen. Um, some combination of me and Noah, And Moonaf and Dylan will be here tomorrow to take you through Tuesday's games. Uh, But until then, good luck uh, with your bets and we'll see you down the road. Cheers.